comic books, movies, TV, and more. Nerds are everywhere. It's time to assemble! Nerds United, a jittery monkey podcast. Here's your host, Greg Mahachko. Hello and welcome to a brand new episode of Nerds United on the Jittery Monkey Podcast Network. I'm your host, Greg Mahachko. Joining me as always is one handsome some bitch, Mike Luther, co-host of the year. How are you? I, I'm, I'm much better now. Thank you. Thank you. After, very that, much. after that very nice introduction. What well, uh, no, I'm and that's the truth, folks. Uh, we don't do videos anymore. Um, and it's not because we dislike my face in video form, it's largely because I don't have time to do that much production work, and nobody was watching them. I would say, number one, no, I was the only person <laughs> watching. I think my mom watched a video here and there. There were um, one or two of the YouTube mates who'd, who'd pop in, but. By and large, just the juice wasn't worth the squeeze. Yeah, I'll say if, if I if I had a different laptop where I could you know produce stuff or edit stuff, I would I would consider going back to it. But yeah, it's not worth it. Um, but besides that, uh, today's been good. Uh, made some stuff. We're doing uh, Easter breakfast tomorrow at my brother's house. Which, by the way, it's. In case anybody's wondering, right now we're recording the night before Easter. Um, made some strawberry bread, mm. which I haven't tried yet, which I'm not going to try until tomorrow. And then it's like, coffee cake. yeah, <laughs> you're like, where's the strawberry bread? Where's the rest of the strawberry yeah. bread? Yeah, I had to take, I had to, you know, taste test, make sure it was good, and it was. And that's why there's one slice left. You need it now. Me and Nolan made strawberry bread, and then we made uh, coffee cake muffins. So Y'all are on the ball, daddy. Yeah, we did some good cooking tonight. So, along we, with dinner, I so my day consisted of taking my oldest to baseball practice, mm-hmm. uh, and then we had to go to a sporting goods store to try to get him some ball cleats, and they didn't have any in his size, but we did get pants, socks, and a belt uh, for okay. for baseball purposes. And then we met up with my wife and the twins at a grocery store and knocked out some grocery store. And then I came home. I mowed the yard. I trimmed all around. I grilled uh, some chicken legs for later in the week. I grilled some hamburgers for dinner tonight. I showered. I put a child to sleep. Uh, And here we are. It's 937 on the night. Busy day. That's good. And uh, yeah, tomorrow, Easter. So that brings us at a whole new host of challenges. And how many places you got to go? Two places for Easter or one? Technically two. Okay. The first be in church and then we'll come home and then we'll go to my mom and dad's uh, in the afternoon. Okay, nice. Wait, that's the only place we got an invitation. Okay. Well, hey, there you go. You got an invitation though, so you know. Are, are you are you bringing anything to mom and dad's, or besides uh, the kids? <laughs> yes and no. 
<laughs> okay. <laughs> you like these vague answers. Um, I'm bringing an idea that my sister actually put all the work into. <laughs> okay. I, I said to her a couple of days ago, I said, you know that veggie pizza that you make? She's like, yeah. I said, could you make that for Sunday? And she said, if I have time. And then she informed me today that it was being done. So are you familiar with veggie pizza, cold veggie pizza? That does not sound good at all to me, but tell me what it is. All right. So you take your uh, Pillsbury Crescent Rolls. Okay. Okay, good. Out of, out of the tube, right? You flatten yeah. them all out in a rectangular mm-hmm. style. You Perfect. hit uh, some sour. You, you hit some sour cream, Mike, with some ranch uh, mix powder. Okay. So, right, so right. basically where you have like a ranch dip, you spread yeah. it out. Okay. spread it out on the crystal and you take um like shredded cheese and like finely chopped carrots and broccoli and things like that you just sprinkle them all on top okay well you had me up until the carrots and broccoli <laughs> everything else about it sounds good it's it's quite tasty uh it's a healthy snack because of the vegetables uh, i mean yeah it does have vegetables <laughs> in it you know <laughs> And uh, I, then I had to call, like, my sister's like, I'm not taking the blame if mom vetoes this idea. <laughs> I, said, I said, no, no, put all the heat on me. Uh, and I called, uh, oh, this is a crazy story. So I'm in the middle of uh, uh, weed whacking the, the backyard right. and or around the fence, which you're familiar with. And I had placed a call to my folks' house uh, to warn them about the uh, – uh, stated veggie pizza and they didn't answer. So they called me back. So I stopped weed whacking. I'm in the back corner and I'm saying, Hey, just so you know, my sister, you know, your daughter's bringing this. It was my idea. Don't get me right. Right. They're like, no, it's fine. And while we're having this phone conversation, a hawk, a legit bird of prey swooped down like eye level to me. And went across the yard and perched on the lowest branch of a tree on the other side of my yard. And okay. I, I am like, didn't expect that. No. Did not expect a bird of prey to be in my yard and, and see it. I got a picture. It's not a great picture. I also did not want to get terribly close to said hawk. I don't know if it's true that they're more afraid of you than you are me, but he has sharp talons and a beak. I just kept my distance. If he flew that close to you, it didn't seem like he's afraid of you at all. Right. Well, yeah. Yeah. He, yeah he, I was standing there for so long. He might've thought I was like a garden gnome or something like a right. very tall garden gnome. Yeah. Uh, but as I'm watching and he like kind of looks down and then he focuses down on the ground and then he attacks. And I said, Oh, did he get a mouse? Cause we have a field right behind the house. Did he get, you know, something he comes up with something long and skinny. And I'm like, oh, he caught a little snake. Oh, OK. And he took it uh, to the uh, two houses uh, down onto the roof and uh, like right at the apex point right. uh, of the high point of the roof. And as I'm watching, he's just like, you know, pulling this snake apart. <laughs> I, I think he kills snakes. I'm fine with it. Yeah. I was like. Perfect. Yeah. One last thing. Yeah. <laughs> Check around my, my place. See if there's any snakes. Yeah. All right. Next time I'll uh, put my little arm on my, my sleeve yeah. on and say, ah, 
and have him just land. That's, that's what I figured you would do. Yeah, I should have. What was I thinking? Yeah. I should have taken my pants off. They're like a, a, okay. a, a heavy khaki pant, wrap yeah. it around me. Ha ha! And then, okay, okay. Next time, absolutely. Next time, if, if you see in, in uh, uh, what is it, Metro East uh, News or, or Metro East Crime or something like that, right. man arrested for not wearing pants in backyard, uh, while <laughs> and going, having a hawk attack him <laughs> while going around his backyard, going, oh, yeah, that's me. Pantsless man gets attacked by a hawk. <laughs> you know what's funny is, uh, not, it wasn't a hawk. That sounds like a but, Florida man thing. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I was say it wasn't a hawk, but it was uh, I was teaching one time and this is this year. And so I, get, I, I was teaching a little bit. And then there was another teacher in the room and she was talking to the kids about something. And behind her uh, in like the schoolyard area, an owl came down and was just perched on like the, a railing. And I, I'm I'm like, OK, I want the kids to see this, but I also want them to listen to the teacher. I was like, I'll wait till she's done. And she was going on for like, you know, five minutes, whatever. The entire time, the hawk, they're not the hawk, the owl is just sitting on this railing, like in perfect view, probably maybe 10 feet from the window. As soon as she gets done talking, <laughs> the owl flies away. So I was like, did anybody see the owl that was out there? And the kids are like, because I thought maybe one of them had looked. They're like, what? And the teacher was, was like, what are you talking about? I was like, I was like, is there an owl that's normally around here? And they're like, no. I was like, there, I swear to you guys, there was an owl that was right there the entire time. Yeah. And I was like, I was waiting for it to come in there. It came back. So the, uh, the owl was hanging out for the excellent lecture being given by the teacher. Uh, apparently. And then it just, so I was like, okay, I learned my lesson and then flew away. Oh, man. Well, we hope that uh, no matter where you are, no matter, what you believe you have a terrific Sunday. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, uh, it, especially if you get this podcast on Sunday. <laughs> yeah. And if not have a great next Sunday, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Let um, us know how any of your Sundays were. Yeah. 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 Since we do have a big topic and several s- small, big topics. Are you saying we should get to it? Well, we can't unless oh. you had something else on your mind. No, I was going to make my way there myself. Okay. Um, you know what? I'm going to start with kind of a little bit of a smaller one, maybe, mm-hmm. which is we have casting news. Uh, at some point in time, there's going to be a Wonder Twins movie. I have opinions. <laughs> okay. I feel this like this is the perfect place to tell your opinions. I know what because it's it's an HBO Max production, right? And, and especially when you look at who they cast, well, they're going after a very specific segment of the population. Yeah, but that segment of the population doesn't really know who the Wonder Twins are by and large. Like Wonder Twins. Correct. Were on the Super Friends when I was when we were kids, you okay. know, um, and I feel like if you're going to go obscure, you should at least get to a, a more obscure character that comic fans are actually going to want to see. And I don't I, I don't I don't think there's a, a, a big call 
for a Wonder Twins movie. I don't, Mike. I'm sorry. Okay, okay. I, you're correct. There isn't. There also wasn't a big call for a Guardians of the Galaxy movie. There honestly wasn't that probably big of a call to have Scarlet Witch and um, Vision in in something, you know, or sorry, Scar- sorry, Scarlet Witch and uh, Quicksilver and something. There wasn't. I mean, honestly, there wasn't even that big of a call for Iron Man, right? Uh, and this kind of goes along with which we can talk about later, but revamping DC. I like the fact that there have these obscure characters, which, as you said, people don't know much about, especially younger people. The the, the demographic there they might be trying to go for. So, and that's fine. They can introduce them to this the younger audience. So as they grow up, hopefully, I mean, this is kind of a business mind. They keep they keep watching it. You know, get them hooked in. Oh, Wonder Twins. This is interesting. Okay. Let's see what else. If if DC had all their stuff together like they should, you know, you know, I mean, and this could be a start. I don't know, you know, but uh, just yes, you watched it when you when were little. But I mean, are you expecting them to kind of do the same thing that they did then? Get I have mean, to redo it. I I would expect them to have Gleek. They might. I don't know. They better. I'm. I really don't have any much to say about the Wonder Twins until we really see more of what it is, what it's going to be. You know, if, is it going to be similar to um, Doom Patrol, uh, similar to uh, Titans? Is it going to be? Because even those look, those were kind of especially Titans. I think were steered more towards uh, a younger audience, or slightly younger audience. I I think I I see both ways because yeah, I I, I kind of think that maybe that's what they were trying to. But at the same time, uh, when you look at just how they ramped up the violence of that. Yeah. Show, you know, like, I don't know if it was like, yeah, but they're, they're getting, uh, what, what they're bringing in for the Wonder Twins. They're bringing in, I believe they're both from Riverdale, uh, KJ Appa and yeah, Isabel, is. Isabel May. I mean, he plays yeah. Archie, I believe. Yeah. Uh, or right, so he, and, and she, okay, she's not from Riverdale. She's from 1883. So. Which is that's a long time ago. She looks, you know, very young for that for that age. <laughs> I, I need my own uh, like sound effects over here. Your rim shot. Yeah, my own rim shot. Not rim. No, and I, I read the article too, and I don't think it says anything about when it's coming out or if it, I guess it's since they just cast. It might be you know, two years. Year at least, I would say, I would say year minimum before anything. So that's why I figured, you know, just production set to begin this summer in Atlanta. Okay, uh, a buddy of Dwayne the Rock Johnson uh, is going to be making his directorial debut. Uh, he's been co-writer on Black Adam and Rampage, and that's okay. Adam Stikel. Uh, Stikel, okay. not sure. Um, so anyway, uh, Appa? I would much rather DC 
start focus and we've talked about this before start focusing on the smaller minor characters then keep going back to we got to have a new batman let's figure out what we're doing with superman let's well, wonder woman they're fine they're fine with but I, I wouldn't be surprised if they redid that too i mean they better not i i, I agree with you but you know, would it surprise you if tomorrow morning uh, it says that Gal Gadot is out as Wonder Woman and is being recast? Because I think I've, I've heard that so many movies, DC movies that were coming out were going to be a soft reboot. Mm. And I think they're still coming too because Flash is supposed to be a soft reboot. I think, um, not the Batman. No, maybe, okay. Bat- the Batman is in Flash. Though, or a Batman is in Flash. The key Batman. 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 And he's also in, of course, Batgirl. That's, yeah. Yeah. Uh, did you see, is unrelated and I don't have a whole lot uh-huh. more on it, but did you see that Josh Brolin was up for the Batman that Ben Affleck ended up getting? No, I did not. Yeah. That would be interesting. Crazy. That would have been. I guess, you know, because it's Batman, but I guess he kind of wanted it too. I saw a uh, a trailer for a show he was in on Prime, Amazon Prime, called Outer Range, and it looked interesting. But I don't know. I it. don't have time to have another new show I have to watch. Boo. Um. Well, while we're talking about DC trying to get their ducks oh. in a row, um, they have, I believe, a new... Uh, Warner Brothers has, or Warner Brothers got bought by Discovery, which is kind of crazy, yes. you know. Um, if yeah. you think about it, that Discovery had that kind of cash lying around, uh, and the Warner Brothers Discovery people at the top, I don't know if who was a Walter Hamada, is that who uh, Roy Fisher? Uh, that's I'm not even sure that's the name, um, but the guy who played Cyborg is that the one who had he had all that trouble with was Hamada? Oh, maybe. Uh, I, I don't know. It looks like it may be, uh, and I, I'm, I think I'm just speculating here, but I think he may be out. But the new merger, the new people at the top of Warner DC or Warner Brothers Discovery think, and this is from comicbook.com, so take it with a grain of salt because you know they're full of trash. Uh, think that Superman needs to be revitalized after being left to languish. Um, I'm going to go straight to the variety. Uh, article because I trust Variety a little bit more, but Warner Brothers, essentially uh, Warner Brothers Discovery is exploring an overhaul of DC Entertainment. And that could mean some very interesting things. Uh, and yeah. Discovery uh, do you know the, the number uh, uh, the make-believe number that Discovery bought Warner Media for? Four billion. How, I'm, I'm sorry. How many? Four billion. Five billion. <laughs> if you do it one at a time, we're going to be here a while. <laughs> uh, Ten billion. Forty-three billion dollars. Oh, that's not too bad. We could we could have done that with our podcast money. We we don't make billions. I I, I assumed we were making billions this whole time, and you were just putting in a secret savings account for me. That's what I would do, Mike. Okay. Be fiscally responsible. Yes. I'd yes. actually put it in some uh, life insurance 
okay. uh, on myself. And then when I die, I'd, I'd make sure that you were set up. Okay. Okay. That works too. Perfect. But <laughs> we're not making billions. Oh. Uh, um, anyway, what they're talking about is I'm trying to find the exact name because I want to get it right, Mike. I, I, I care. Discovery. Um, David Zaslav is the CEO of the combined companies. So maybe that does not necessarily mean that Walter Hamada is out, um, but uh, he is. Oh, this is what I wanted to talk to you about. This is so important. I'm glad I found this particular article. He wants Warner DC to have its own Kevin Feige. Yes. Which I remember years ago, them talking something very similar. And I think Jeff Johns was going to be the Kevin Feige type. And that didn't work out. I don't even need Jeff Johns came under fire also for some of the, um, yes. uh, the, the fallout of the justice league movie. Yes. Um, and so I, that, that, that did not work. I get, I, uh, I think he took a re uh, a, a different role somewhere in DC. I th- I'm pretty sure he's still making comics for him or is still part right. of the comic division. Um, I'm trying to look here. Oh, here we go. Walter Mata took over DC films from John Berg and Jeff Johns in 2018 uh, with more consistency in terms of both critical and commercial reception of the company's movies. Uh, he's under contract till the end of 2023 and could play an important role in whatever Zaslav has planned. So he's not, apparently he's not going anywhere. Uh, right. Theoretically. Uh, but there was something in here specifically about Superman, and uh, wouldn't you know, in the Variety article that was linked from comicbook.com, uh-huh. they don't say anything about it. There's no language. Comicbook.com so, so full of shit. Um, they, I think Superman is the one that's not mentioned. It, it, I'm so frustrated because I should. I'm sorry to you, the listeners. I should have done all this research ahead of time, and I didn't. Um but again, I'm, I'm not paid to research my podcast. Not paid at all. We, we, we've established. So anyway, um, there, the, the, the nuts and bolts of it, according to Variety, which I trust, uh, is that they want someone to uh, oversee everything DC. Now, if I may, if you're listening to this, uh, Mr. Uh, David Zaslav, I have pretty extensive knowledge of DC Comics and their characters and a healthy respect for the people who've been integral in the creation and formation of these characters. And I have helped other people along the way with uh, uh, DC-related projects. I don't really want to get into that as uh, there are certain... uh, uh, NDAs that, that were signed at the time. I'm, I'm just saying, David Zasloff, if you're listening, I can do this right here from Illinois. I don't, you don't, you don't need to fly me to Los Angeles. I, I'll be happy to uh, do it. A very modest compensation. I, I, well, I 
<laughs> so first of all, I think what you would do is you would give whoever like a stack of like comic books and, be like, and, and you would go, hey, do this. And they would, and they would look at it like, okay, this, no, this is good. Like we can use these as kind of, you know, where we want to start. And I like this. And you, and you go, no, no, just do that exactly. <laughs> just make scene by scene. I want to see this. They're like, oh, so like the, the, how you use these characters and like their, their arcs and stuff like that. No, no. Scene for scene, <laughs> word for word. Bring that comic movie. book to life. Yeah, I want to see this. <laughs> uh, but sure, hey, do if you, you get the job, more power to you. Do you think I'd be that lazy, Mike? I um, well, you haven't, you didn't research the article, so <laughs> I mean, do I? Am I expecting you to like really like deep dive into like the movies and no? I think we. I, I think they would call would. you up. I think they would call you up and be like, "Hey, uh, uh, at four o'clock we have to have the uh, the whatever ready," and you would go, "Oh, okay." Uh, sending it your way, and it would just be pictures of the comic books. <laughs> just click page, click page. We have oh, so, yeah. seven hundred photos from you, Greg. I'll have you know, for for my actual job that pays actual money. I do a fair amount of preparation. I believe that, like studying for the test. <laughs> no, no, I, was, I know you do. You do good work. Preparations uh, A through G were complete failures. It's time for preparation H. There you go. Um, okay, so <laughs> so back to the the DC thing, and then wanting somebody kind of like a, a Kevin Feige type. So I say good and bad for that. I obviously Kevin Feige with Marvel. We know how the Marvel structure is, and I love it. It's I, I don't know of any other um, movie universe that started in two thousand eight with a character, a kind of some not very well known character, even well liked character, and still going on right now. But even had perfect arcs for every everybody, for most people, for, for a lot of people. Um, was it 20 years? No, not 20, just 12 years later or whatever it was, you know, 14, great, 14, 14 years later. Um, no, two, no, from 2008 to, uh, Endgame came out in 2019. Okay. I'm sorry. I thought you were, I thought we were going all the way to but, the current. Oh, but even still now. Yeah. I mean, you could see 14 years. It's still going on. Okay. They know how to, put little pieces in to the movies to you know, connect them all. All right. So that's all great. I'm a huge Marvel fan. Here's where DC might not want to do that because if DC did that, where it was one big universe an actual, like everybody's in this universe together. I don't think you'll, you would have a movie like the Batman. I don't think you would have a movie like the Joker. I don't think you would have any kind of those where I call almost independent type of movies. I don't think you would have that. Now you might, you would have a lot more movies that were connected. And I think they were trying that uh, in the beginning and, and, and failed, you know, I because they started, they did they Okay. I'm trying to think they started with justice league or something like that. 
or they Man. just they just like way too early. They just sleep before the Flash and Aquaman. I didn't understand that. I wasn't talking to you, Phil. <laughs> Why? They had Man of Steel. They had Batman yeah. v Superman: Dawn of Justice. Uh, then Wonder Woman. Yeah. Then Justice League. Aquaman. Aquaman came before or after. I don't remember. After. after. Obviously before the Snyder Cut, but after yeah. after Justice League. So I get what you're saying. And, and I've been saying this for, you know, I've beaten this particular drum for a number of years is they don't need to be identical. You know, like you don't have right. to have yeah. shared universes across the board. Yeah. That's fine. Um, yeah. I'm just saying if that's what they're looking for, I know a guy. All right. So. Well, uh, DC, um, you, you know who your guy is. Uh, speaking right. of DC. Uh-oh. We I'm, have. I, I don't know where you're going on this. We, we have sad news. The Flash may end season nine. That's and season nine is probably not even going to be a full season. I know everyone's crying right now. Ooh, move on. <laughs> Greg wants to go back and no, uh, I was I was telling you before the podcast. I don't see a thing. I think the first three seasons of Flash are pretty good, and then after that, it was kind of a repeat of everything. It was Barry uh, isn't fast enough. He needs to get faster because the every every single main villain was a speedster, except for I think Gorilla Grodd, Grodd was in one of them, uh, which I like Gorilla Grodd, um, but. And then he would go back in time and mess and it saved that season and then in turn mess up something else. So they would just repeat it over and over again. And the last season that I watched on Netflix, which I think is actually season seven, was awful. It was horrendous. So I really feel Mike. Yes. Yeah. No, it's I mean, granted, I'm still going to watch season eight and season nine just because I got to finish them out, you know, but I'm not expecting great things. From it. Who What's did that? I see that one of the stars of The Flash was leaving the, the show? Yes. Um, I now I forget his name. He was he played Flash's uh, adopted dad. Uh, Detective West, I believe. Oh, Joe Morgan. Joe Morgan. Yes. Yes. And yeah. Joe he's Morgan. leaving. No, it's Joe, D- Joe, Detective Joe West. You know, Barry, you know, it's Barry's, uh, essentially Barry's dad. And no, no, I know who you're talking about as well. Yeah. Uh, Jesse Martin. I was Joe Morgan's a baseball player. I was okay. like, well, it's I, not I, Joe maybe, Morgan. maybe he's joining. Maybe Joe Morgan's joining it. Maybe. You know, they're going to get an older Joe West with more hair. Yes. Yes. So. Uh, okay, well, that's that makes me sad. He he's a good, he's a super talented guy. Um, yes, yes, and he's one of the good actors. Yeah, one of the one of the few. Yeah. Um, it is important to note. I'm glad I kept my phone handy because this is the secret that I wanted to bring to your attention. Did you know, or do you know what the most Expensive comic book ever sold is now as of uh, four days ago. Uh, Superman volume one. 
Oh, I'm sorry. Volume one? Yeah. No, no, no. Superman. Whole, whole volume. Number one. Okay. And what did you buy it for? <laughs> Again, I don't have that sweet, sweet DC Comics money yet. <laughs> uh, it was an eight graded 8.0 uh, copy, um, which is the highest graded copy of Superman 1, certified by the CDC. GC and is part of the Edgar Church Mile High Pedigree, which is an 18,000 book collection of pre 1955 comics in high grade condition. It was bought, I guess it changed hands a couple months ago, but it's finally getting to the public now. January 2022, this book was purchased. I'm glad you're sitting down. million. That's pretty expensive. Which puts it ahead of Amazing Fantasy number 15. And you know the significance of that. Mm -hmm. And you're going to tell every, remind everybody the significance of Amazing Fantasy 15. Uh, It is uh, a, a comic book that is known for being on my wall. Okay. And and what does that have to do with Uncle Sam pointing at us? <laughs> well, no. <laughs> Uncle Sam um, that sold for uh, $3.6 million. Uh, Action Comics number one sold on Comic Connect for $3.25 million, And another Action Comics one number one sold for $3.2 million in 2014. The most more recent sale of a CGC 9.4 Captain America Comics number one from the San Francisco pedigree sold for $3.12 million. So um, all I can say is there'd be some business, some big money changing hands in comic books. And none of my uncles were smart enough to take care of theirs. Well, and, and then they gave them to right. me when I was a child and I didn't take care of them. Either, so it's all my fault. Speaking of comic books, um, I just, I did a thing recently uh, in my on my in my living room, even in my living room before, mm-hmm. I had uh, shelves with DVDs on them, right? Tons of DVDs, and I was looking at them yesterday. I'm like, I cannot remember the last time I've even opened up one of these DVDs. Like, I don't need them here. Did you get rid of them? Well, no. I put them in. A, I bought a tote for them. Put a bunch of them in a tote, and then I'm now I'm going to put the comic books on that shelf because I'm like I use Sweet. comic books. I started to like they're all there technically, but I need to change the shell. I need to raise it up or lower one a little bit because they don't quite fit on there. They not uh, this way, mm-hmm. you know. They lay this way, right? But I want to do it this way. Well, speaking of comic books, I finished a comic book today. Okay, would you finish while I was grilling? Okay, uh, I finished volume two of Damn. Okay. Still really enjoy it. Uh, definitely setting up for more uh, for uh, volume three, which will be. Uh, I'm really enjoying where the story's going, um, and it's written by local-ish hero Colin Bun, but I believe it's from the St. Louis area. So we'll say yes. Why not? He's not listening to correct us, so <laughs> right. Um. So anyway, that I, I did that, and then I picked up uh, Marvel's Secret Empire and read a, a little bit more of that today as well. Read, read, damned while I was grilling the chicken, 
and right. Red Secret Empire while the burgers were on the grill. So, did you say you picked it up today? Picked or, it back or, up. Or, or you like you, okay? I thought you like you went to Twilight Comics, Swanson, Illinois, and picked it up there. Okay, drove past it. Okay, but did not stop. I'm sorry. That's, that's understandable. Uh, I I finished uh, Moon Knight, the complete series. I think that's what it was called. I can't remember. And then I picked up. I was like, you know what? I want to read a Batman. And I have plenty of Batman once here. So I am reading Batman Year One by Frank Miller and David Mashukishkele. That's that's not how you pronounce his name at all. But there's a lot of letters. Um, And this is, by the way, I know Batman Year One is a very classic batman book like that's the one everyone talks about i never read it before and i'll tell you right now it's a page turner i really i'm really enjoying it and it's not that thick of a book i'll, I'll definitely have it finished probably tonight this week yeah tonight maybe yeah depending on what time i go to bed depending on what time we ever finish this podcast we aren't even to the meat and potatoes of it yet i know i know We're still All on right. the salad uh before we get to the meat and potatoes one thing uh, other thing i wanted to talk about um, in a an interview with GQ UK, so the United Kingdom version of the GQ magazine, Mads Mikkelsen, who we all know and love from a variety of different roles, is now stepping into the role of uh, Gusterson Grindelwald uh, for the new uh, uh, Fantastic Beasts Wizarding World movie, whatever you want to call it. And it's a very long article, so I but. I'm not here to talk about all that. What I'm here to talk about is uh, his stance on method acting. You familiar with the uh, method acting there, uh, Mike? Absolutely. Tell, tell, tell the good people at home what method acting is. So it's essentially when a, an actor stays in character for something. So if they are playing somebody that is blind, they will on or offset. Whether they are on camera or not, they will have their eyes closed or do something where they can't see. It was first of all, I want to I want to read uh, Mickelson's quotes uh, regarding method acting. He says, and I quote, "It's bullshit." I agree. <laughs> uh, he says uh, he is meticulous in prep- preparing for roles learning to ride horses and wield swords for King Arthur, his first English language black blockbuster back in 2004. Did you ever see King Arthur? Like the Clive no. Owen movie uh, no. with, uh, uh, oh, 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 what is her name? Kara <sighs> Knightley. Yeah, no. Okay. Uh, he says, but preparation you can take into insanity. Uh, what if it's a shit film? What do you think you achieved? Am I impressed that you didn't drop character? You should have dropped it from the beginning. How do you prepare for a serial killer? You're going to spend two years checking it out. <laughs> and and uh, uh, I, I think it's funny because I read the, these quotes right after I saw Morbius, uh, right. which you know I did a couple weeks ago, where I come to find out afterwards that Jared Leto, Leto uh, would – would take like a half hour to go to the bathroom because he was like hobbling around. Crutches, yeah. So, yeah, I think, I think it's absolutely ridiculous. And I'm, I'm so glad somebody's saying something about it now because any, every story about method acting I've ever heard is 
it has to do with the actor being a dick. And that, like, okay, Daniel Day Lewis is well known for being a method actor. And maybe he's, he, and you might love this stuff. That's fine. But the cast and crew that are around him, or especially the, the crew that's around him that have to carry him to the bathroom, mm-hmm. right? Or they have to address him and talk only as if he was actually President Lincoln. That's stupid. Like, I, look, I'm not an actor. So maybe I, I have no room to talk. But I assume that you could just, I don't know, act like you know you're the president while you're on camera and then when you're off camera guess what you're not actually the president right yeah so <laughs> no we don't have to pretend it's you know 1863 or whatever this this one of my favorite parts of this article is about daniel day lewis where uh mickelson uh it, according i'm reading this now uh, mickelson oh. clearly tickled by the idea of appearing alongside a dedicated method actor like daniel day lewis quote I would have the time of my life just breaking down the character constantly. Uh, and it says he puts on a prissy voice. I'm having a cigarette. This is from 2020. It's not from 1870. Can you live with it? It's just pretentious. He adds impatient again. Yeah. Daniel Day Lewis is a great actor, but it's got nothing to do with this. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I remember um, an interview that uh, Conan O'Brien did with uh, uh, Timothy Oli Fantastic, a.k.a. Oh. Timothy Oli Fan. And he basically, Timothy basically said, like, look, acting is not hard at all. They tell me where to stand. They tell me what to say. I just do it. You know, like, yeah. And that's why he doesn't have a few Oscars. Right. Yeah. DDL. So, well, speaking of Oscars, this was an accidental segue, but I'm going to go with it. Uh, This year's Oscars. Uh, included the ultimate Oscars cheer moment where fans were asked to vote from five moments. Uh, and uh, those five moments in no particular order uh, were the Spider-Man team up in Spider-Man No Way Home, the Avengers assembling moment from Avengers Endgame, uh, Neo's dodging bullets in the Matrix, the Flash uh, getting into that speed force, in uh, the, the Zack Snyder's Justice League. And one of them that really stood out as one of these things just doesn't belong here, Jennifer Hudson's And I'm Telling You solo in Dreamgirls. Yeah. Yeah. So I asked you, Mike, and I put together a list myself of our top cheer moments. Correct. And you said to me earlier this week, you're like, uh, I think this is going to come like be the same as my favorite movie moments. Very yeah. Um, mine is not okay. And I it, to, most of my favorite movie moments are probably from the realm of um, uh, like genre comic book movies things like that um most of mine here are sports movies that's what i figure so and i have a theory about that because as as you know and and it it's the same for most of your list again not knowing your your list and it's for the same for the one genre uh movie that i have on my list and and i think i've got some honorable mentions in there as well um but there has to be some anticipation, you know, there has to be some 
some uh, difficulty that our character or characters have had to overcome, some obstacles, uh, because otherwise there's no reason to cheer. It's just, you know, it, it falls flat if there's no adversity. So a lot of my, because they're sports, you know, and, and they're climactic moments, it's because they, my characters have, you know, really been through uh, the ringer and, and, and they've faced that adversity. Now they're coming out on the other side. So um, that's my theory is for why we have a cheer. And I understand the, the uniqueness of seeing three Spider-Men, you know, um, popping in there, but I'm, I'm ready, Mike. I'm ready for you to give me your number five. Okay. Before that though, I just question for you. Have you ever actually cheered in a movie theater? Yes. Really? Mm-hmm. Like legit was like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. I, that's okay. I, I, I have never. Mike, I don't know if you know this about me, but I'm a very emotional person and okay. I'm very, uh, I, I, I wear them on my sleeve, Mike. Okay. Well, I mean, I think I, right here. if you, you know, like I can see being emotional, like sad, emotional, I I want to probably clarify. Okay. There probably have been moments like where I have like hooped and hollered. Okay. But uh, for example, because I went to see Spider-Man No Way Home by myself. Right. Other people were definitely cheering at that moment where all three kind of swoop in. Uh, and, and, and I... When you first see Andrew Garfield, spoiler, and then you see Tobey yeah. Maguire, like I'm sitting there and I'm quietly like, oh, you know, I, I thought it was really, yeah, cool. yeah. you know, that, oh, yeah. that I consider that cheering. You know, I don't know if if maybe I misinterpreted, maybe I didn't understand the assignment as the kids are saying. Yes, yeah, very good. They are saying that. No, I'm yeah, I'm I'm saying you actually like verbally cheer, like go Andrew Garfield, yeah. In that case, not only do I need to rethink my list i might not have a list <laughs> okay okay no no your list is fine all right i was just curious about that all right so by the way i'm going to tell you right now my number one is no uh my number one i have a solid number one and then two through five plus the honorable mentions i'll be honest with you they could just mix and match all i i could i could rearrange them again if i wanted to but but meaning they're all all really good you know but we'll start with number five you had to go back to 1990 to a movie that I willing to bet that both me and you watched probably more than once. Wait, wait, I already know the movie. Okay. Teenage and Mutant we're Ninja go, Turtles. Yes. And we're going to go all the way to the end of it. They have to finally defeated shredder and they are trying to figure out what word they want to use to, you know, express their joy. And they think of radical and tubular. But no, no, their master splinter says that he is always liked Kawabunga. And then, yeah. And then he says, I made a funny, which by the way, I have that on VHS. I had it on VHS when I was little. And I used to watch that movie 
all the time. And I thought him saying, I made a funny was hilarious. So the scene <laughs> is when he says Cowabunga. Nice. We were awesome. Bodacious. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh gnarly radical. I have always liked Kawabunga. What I I still by the way, contend that Partners in Crimes, uh, TMNT Power, top two hip hop song of all time. I mean, I'm, I'm a, yes, you know, up there with, and I'm not talking get soundtrack, just top two hip hop, hip hop song of all time, up there with, I can't believe I'm saying this, in 2022, Will Smith's. Wild Wild West. Oh, I thought you were going to say Vanilla Ice's uh, "Go Ninja Go." Oh no! If I, go, I mean, if if it's Vanilla Ice, it's it's got to be Ice Ice Baby. Oh, that's yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, and I'll, you know, I'll tell you right now. Uh, I watched the Ninja Turtles recently, like this week. Still holds up. Still a great movie. Oh, for sure. Yeah, we recently watched uh, Ninja Turtles three: Turtles in Time. Okay. It's still fun. Like, I'm here for it. Okay. So, (laughs) well, Mike, my number five uh, is from a movie 10 years after your movie. Okay. We got to go just a little, uh, a little, little uh, more recent. It's the year we graduated high school. Mm -hmm. And, I remember watching this movie. I can't. It came out in the summer, and I, or I guess late summer to September. I went with uh, an old classmate of ours, maybe one or two. I can't remember exact. Uh, people, you know, he was in our class. I think if if there was a she, she was a year younger than us. I, I digress. Um, and watch this movie it just, it just seemed like it was going to be a good movie you know and there's a moment in this movie where to become one and i don't mean that in a an odd way okay but the 2000 movie is called remember the titans and the okay. two become one because it was about you know desegregating a, a virginia high school uh, or town Alexandria specifically. Yep. And, you know, you had the, the white football players and the black football players, and they were just kind of at odds all in this camp. Uh, and they finally just the, the two kind of main guys on defense, they, they fit, finally figured it out. And then the team was rolling. And uh, so it's actually that moment of clarity of, of, um, seeing each other as equals, not as, you know, uh, you know, uh, rivals, I guess. 
before you play the clip, y'all is because I first of all I love Remember the Titans. Um, even after I found out that it wasn't very accurate at all, also true. Yes, but still good movie. Still good movie. Uh, is this scene? Is it when they are running in the in the, the, the it's like a cemetery or something like that? It's been a while since I've seen it. But they went on a long run, didn't they? And then they ended up in the cemetery. Is that before or after? It's it's just after. Um, so okay. you're talking about Gettysburg. Uh, yes, when yes. Uh, Denzel is, is as Herman Boone is is talking to him, he's like, "This is Gettysburg." This is where they fought the Battle of Gettysburg and however many, you know, hundreds of tens of thousands or whatever people died fighting the same fight we fighting today. Yeah, I don't care if you like each other or not, but you will respect each other and maybe we'll learn to play this game like men. Um, Shortly thereafter that you have the scene where uh, Gary Bertier and Julius Campbell, the two, you know, kind of. I guess you'd call them captains on the defense. Right. Uh, they, they have a, a dialogue that is really powerful um, because uh, Gary's trying to get more out of Julius and, and try to, you know, get him to be a team player. He's like, and Julius says, and I've got this. I'm not looking this up. He's like, I'm supposed to wear myself out for the team. What team? No, I'm going to get mine. And, and Bertier, Gary Bertier says, see, man, that's just the worst attitude. And Julius comes back. He's like, Attitude reflects leadership, Captain. And there have been so many bosses that I have wanted to say that too. <laughs> Agreed. Yes. Uh, but then it's after it's the scene right after that. It's a nighttime practice where they're 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 working together, and uh, uh, that that's you know that's the scene that I'll play here. You really stuck him, Campbell. Yeah, I love me a little contact, Petey. This is left side. Yeah, I'll be honest with you. If I would have kind of rewatched Remember the Times, it probably there probably would have been at least one scene, maybe that either that one in my top five. But I love Remember the Times, but it's been a while since I since since I've seen it, which means I need to rewatch it. And, and it's on uh, it's on the plus uh, you can watch it on the plus um, it after uh, Gary Bertier's car wreck uh, when he's in the hospital and they tell him he's never going to walk again. Uh, the only, you know, all the team shows up and his mom's like, he only wants to see, won't see anybody but you, Julius. So Julius goes in there. He's like, man, you, you, I can't see you like this. You're Superman. Right. And the nurse is like, Oh, Ken only, you know, that's what they say back in the South. <laughs> only Ken can see him. Yeah. And, and Gary's like, uh, Alice, don't you know, that's my brother. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> you know, it's cheesy. Yeah. But you know, for, for, yeah. I mean, in, in what better way, even with the inaccuracies, like the historical, historical inaccuracies, but if you just got like a, a, a couple kids who are, Ignorant. I mean, I'm not, you know, now I'm not saying like evil or full of hate or anything. Right. They're just ignorant. Man, you put something like that in front of them and, and it might, it might change your heart. You don't know. Oh yeah. Oh, absolutely. So, so that's my number. So, okay. That's good. I like that. That's good. Number five. All right. My number four, we're going to go back to 1985. I remember, I don't, I didn't ever had this on VHS. I don't think, but I remember I've watched it several times. And the scene I'm going to talk about in particular, but the movie, I'll just straight out tell you, it's Back to the Future. Mm. Okay? 
Now, the scene is when Biff is trying to do a little something, something with Marty's, no, sorry, yeah, Marty's mom. And uh, George McFly comes up and kind of has a, thinks, thinks he's going to be fighting Marty because they, they had it all set up. You know, hey, you're going to be the hero, but it's not Marty, it's Biff. And, you know, he's still, he, he finds Marty, uh, Marty McFly, he stands up to Biff and he, you know, he lets him know that, hey, get your damn hands off her. And, of course, Biff, the big buff dude and Marty being a small little guy, you know. George. George, fuck, sorry. George being a small little guy, uh, not really much match for him. Right, I believe it, he takes a swing. George catches or Biff catches it, and kind of starts bending his arm behind his back. And then, and I think this is why I liked because I was a little guy, you know, growing up. Um, and I always wanted like I wanted that knockout punch, and that's what George McFly does. He kind of you know you you and you see it in his face, you see it in his fist, you know, and then he just turns around, decks Biff, knocks him out. Original. Oh, damn it, man! It's slicing my hand. Who's these? Mine. Hesh. Thanks a lot. Gonna break his arm. Biff. Biff. Leave him alone. Let him go. Let do you remember uh when and he and lorraine go into the uh um something something under the sea dance ah, do you remember the song that's playing uh when when they first kiss and save marty's hand and future i know i know it but i don't know what it is like I, I can hear sort of the rhythm in my head right now well why don't you hum some of the rhythm <laughs> no not quite it's not for you oh, I, watched, see, I watched i watched the scat version of it <laughs> uh it would be uh Earth Angel, yes, Earth yes. Angel, and then he looks at the picture and oh my gosh, he's, he's back in the picture now. Yeah, because his guitar's getting all funky. Yeah, he's like George, George, hurry! And then all of a sudden they kiss, and he's he stands back up strong with power, you know, yeah. core. Right? Yeah, <laughs> he's back now. Um, no, and so like I remember watching that little and and always always really liking that scene, like the the. The hero, you know, the little guy finally becomes the hero. Well done, sir. All right, my number four, you got to go all the way back to 1952. Oh, jeez. Oh, I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That was the book. Uh, the movie's from 1984. Okay, that's better. <laughs> uh, and uh, the scene is, again, it's a sports movie. I'm sorry. Uh, the scene is climactic. It, and like when we pitched this 
idea for a topic. I knew that this oh. was going to be in here. Um, okay. And it's the the movie uh, stars Robert Redford. It was nominated for four Academy Awards, and was nominated for, and was had a nomination for a Golden Globe in there as well. And the movie is The Natural with Robert Redford. The climactic scene, he's got one swing left in him, but lightning has taken out his Wonder Boy, homemade Wonder Boy bat, right? So he's up there. The... uh, He's got a wound because like he had been like shot previously in his in his life, like early in his career, he'd been shot. Um, But the bat boy brings him a homemade bat called the Savoy special. And with one strike left and blood coming through his jersey, Roy Hobbs hits the ball into the stadium lights rounds the uh, bases as sparks are flying, you know, falling down because I don't know if you know this, Mike, but if you hit the baseball into one stadium light, all <laughs> the stadium lights are going to yeah. explode and they're, yeah, they're wired very oddly. Oddly. Yeah. I think, um, I think probably for OSHA purposes, they've fixed it since then. Uh, yes. Yeah. But it was the like, fi- wait a minute. This is not good. Right. Right. Um, so, that is, uh, I don't really have much more uh, about it. That's just, that's my number four. One thing I'll tell you, uh, I have never seen that movie. You're talking about The Natural. But I know how the ending, uh, like even before you said anything, I know I knew the ending of it because I've seen the scene of him running the bases as the lights shatter on him and he burns. And for fun, I think our, our next next game should be like random people you never thought would pop up in the MCU because that'd be Robert Redford. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right, Mike. What's your number? Uh, what's your What's your three ball? My number three, Greg. I I, I did eighties. I did nineties. We're going to twenty twenty two. Now, Greg, we're gonna have a little disagreement with this because oh. I think this is a cheer moment. Oh no! When the three Spider Men get together, look. I saw Tobey Maguire as a Spider-Man. I saw Andrew Garfield as a Spider-Man. I never thought I would see them again because Tom Holland's a Spider-Man now, and I love Tom Holland as a Spider-Man. But no, in this movie, yes, you have the scene where Andrew Garfield shows up. Oh, my God, he's Spider-Man. And you have a scene where Tobey Maguire shows up. Oh, my God, he's Spider-Man. But no, the quintessential is when they're teaming up and they... They're talking about you know being together. It's the three Spider Man. It's my childhood. Well, I was I was twenty something when Tobey Maguire was Spider Man, but still, 
it's my twenties. I think you were nineteen. About yeah, maybe. Uh, I was. I was. Uh, no, it came out in two thousand four, I believe. Not the first one. Look it up. I am. All I all I know is I remember watching it when Nolan was little. Um, but so you yeah, have my twenties, my thirties. Two thousand two. I'm sorry. Two thousand two. Okay. So tw- yes, twenties, my thirties. Now into, into my forties. You know, all combined. You know, into that moment. Yes, of course. If I was the type of person that would cheer in a movie theater, I would have been cheering right then. Other people did, and I'm glad they did. Okay, Spider-Man. Batman's first. I'm gonna lead him inside the statue. I'll meet you at the top. Cut off! Hey! Hey, Dr. Connors. Hello, Peter. I got it. Not a whole lot for that one. It's more visual than. <laughs> oh, no. Well, Greg, uh, because as you'll know, because everyone's heard it, um, the, the clip that we just watched, it's don't worry. I got a good one. It's it's a it's a audio one, too. OK. Yes. I'm, I hope you supply that to me. Oh, of course you did, because I've already played it. Silly. You already put it in. Yeah. Yeah. OK. Uh, so my, I don't know, this, this may or may not surprise you. Uh, I went to the 2000s and I've been to the 80s. So I'm going to the 90s. Okay. This may or may not surprise you. It's another sports movie. And to date, for whatever reason, it is still my favorite movie of all time. 1993 stars, uh, well, he, he was at one time Mikey. He would later be Samwise Gamgee. And in 1993, he put on pads and played for Notre Dame in the movie Rudy. I figured that would be more of your number one, to be honest with you. I, I know, so did I. <laughs> um, but... I think people forget uh, the the sadness, the initial sadness that leads to Rudy like going there because this is like, you know, the, the movie's twenty or so years after the actual story, give or take, you know. Um, but like his, he loses his best friend uh, in in a steel mill incident, um, right. so that he's like. I got to go. I got to go to Notre Dame. If I don't go now, you know, he's telling his girlfriend at the time or, you know, fiance, she's like, look, I put in my time, buddy. You know, I gave him the old ultimatum. Like, I've earned, I've, I've, I deserve this. So I guess he disagreed. He's like, I'm going, <laughs> uh, goes to, uh, like, look, if the movie's almost 30 years old, if y'all don't know, I'm not, I'm not going to give you the plot. Um, but he does get into the game and I, I really had a hard time uh, determining what part was like my cheer moment. Uh, right. But without question, it's it's when he actually like the the players are are starting a Rudy chant. And again, I I know enough to know this is Hollywood's take on this story. Yeah. Um, but 
uh, I you know the the players start a chant, Rudy, Rudy, you know, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, and so he gets in the game on a kickoff, and then he has one play on defense. He's carried off uh, the field, and. Because I, I was watching on Peacock Network, the Joe Montana, like Peacock did for Joe Montana, what ESPN did for Michael Jordan. You know, like they called it for Michael Jordan, the last dance. And I, I don't know if they just call it like Montana or whatever. But he was talking about that that Rudy game. He's like, yeah, he got in, made a sack. He's like, and a bunch of guys as a as a for a laugh thought it'd be funny. Like, ah, right, let's carry Rudy off the field. <laughs> well. <laughs> And then they did, and he's like, "Now it is. It, it is what it is." Uh, so anyway, it's it's that uh, um, it's that series where Rudy's actually in the game, and you hear John Favreau again, another MCU, uh, you know, future player, and he just looks. He's like cheering from the stands. He's back. He's back in South Bend, all the way from Miami, uh, where he'd been practicing law, and he goes, "He's so little." And I still like to use that quote from time to time. So uh, there you go. That's my number three, Mike. Well, I got to tell you, it's just occurred to me what the student body has been chanting for the last two or three minutes. It's the name Rudy. Dan Rudy. A war-born senior, subject of a future article in yesterday's student newspaper, The Observer. After toiling for two years and partying the field in Go get it, kid! All right. Great movie, by the way. My number, my number two is also a great movie. In fact, I absolutely love this movie. Uh, came out in 2014. Do you know of any movies that came out in 2014, Greg? Yes. Greg, can you name all the movies that came out in 2014, please? Go ahead. Hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> you just go go 2014. I, no, I, Greg, I, what I'm talking no, no, about. I, I don't want you to tell me. I want to see if I can. Okay, okay hold on. Okay. Uh, would you. This is actually, there's a lot of movies that came out. <laughs> would, would I watch it again? Absolutely. Have I watched it several times? Of course I have. Was it a genre movie? Yeah, it was. It was a genre movie. It was. It belongs in a genre. Absolutely, Greg. It belongs in a genre. Okay. Yes. Uh, smartass. Uh, I'm seeing uh, that's not it. Okay, so I have two guesses. Oh, okay. I think it may be Guardians of the Galaxy. Okay. Or what's what was the other guess? Or hold on, I'm 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 going quickly down my list. It's a long list. I thought you had the two right there. Because you said I had two guesses. <laughs> Shut up, smartass. Or uh, is it uh, Captain America: Winter Soldier? <gasps> oh, actually, you are correct. It is Guardians of the Galaxy Volume One. Yay! What do I, what's yes. my prize? What's my prize? You get um, 
a high five. Slap. So we did it. We did it. All right. So no, uh, Guardians of Galaxy Volume One. The, the scene I'm talking about is at the end after the after the dance off when they they uh, um, Quill distracts the bad guy who I now I'm completely blanking on his name. That's all. The Marvel's not good at bad guys, by the way. Um, Ronan, I think. Ronan the. Ronan, uh, yeah. uh, Ronan the. The bad guy. Ronan the bad guy. Accuser. Yeah, same thing, essentially. Um, he distracts him, so the power stone, it goes flying. Quill grabs it. Oh my gosh, how can you grab uh, a power stone? It's, it's impossible, right? No, somehow he manages to hold on to it, you know, and then Gamora grabs his hand, so the power goes to her, and then uh, I believe uh, Drax touches maybe uh, Quill, and then uh, Rocket grabs, so it's all, all the energy is coursing through all of them, and uh, Ronan, the bad guy, who is accusing people, says, but how? You're mortals or something like that. Probably perfect impression, by the way. And he says, because we're the guardians of the galaxy. Or he said, you said it yourself. We're the guardians of the galaxy. And bam, gives him a little energy hand blast. <laughs> love, I, just, I just love that scene. That's a good scene. That is a yes. good scene. <sighs> and we're going to play for you now. What a great scene. What yes. a what what a great scene. Great movie too. Great movie overall. A lot of fun. Oh, I remember I was the only one when I saw that movie in the theaters. I was the only one who laughed at the Jackson Pollock line. I know. I don't understand that, but I mean I understand the joke. Right, right, right. You just and I'm glad you find it funny. You know what the I with did, did the you Jackson? not find it funny? And not laugh out loud funny. I lost my shit. Like I yeah, was, I was, I, I was there with people because, like, I get it. I know exactly what he's saying. Yeah, everybody does. <laughs> but I, I, I think there are a lot of people who didn't get the joke. 
I think there are people that got the joke, but it just wasn't that funny. That's what. But I'm glad you. I'm glad you laughed at it. I'm glad you you enjoy it. Um, I I I remember. So I was dating this. Uh, I don't think I was dating her. No, I would definitely wasn't dating her at the time. But I dated this girl, and we watched uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume One, and I love Guardians of the Galaxy Volume One, and and we watched it like at home or whatever. I never heard us being like, man, eh, it was okay. I'm like, what? I'm like, maybe you weren't paying attention to it. Should we rewatch it? It's amazing. Is that when you knew that she wasn't the one for you? Uh, yeah, yeah, that was it. No, she, she, we, we also watched, I don't remember if we went to the theater together or not for it, but we watched Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 and she liked that one. But still, it's like, oh, Mike. And there you have it Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 1, a tremendous picture. And brought one uh, a cheer moment to Mike, a legitimate from the heart cheer moment. Yes, uh, Mike. Right. I have to ask you a question. Okay. Where I don't know where I'm going with that. Never mind. Okay. Uh, so my next one may or may not be a surprise. Okay. It's also a sports movie. Okay. <laughs> Movies from 2004, the event, the real life event of which it, it is, you know, based on took place in 1980. Mike, where were you in 1980? Not born yet. Fair enough. I was, I was, in, my, I was in my dad still. <laughs> and, and then he went, never mind. Uh, yep. Yeah. That's, that's how it works, kids. Yep. Um, so, 1980, uh, in Lake Placid, New York, uh, a group of young upstarts had to do the unthinkable. They had to take the ice, the hockey ice, against a, a Soviet team that hadn't lost in like 16 or 20 years, the quote unquote, seemingly invincible Soviet squad. And do you know what that team USA did, Mike? They beat the other team. I I just have one question. Okay. Do you believe in miracles? Sometimes. Sure. Well, according to Al Michaels, it's yes. That is that call. We're actually going to get the clip from the movie, but it contains the original call from the 1980 uh, semi the, the semifinal uh, to the gold medal game. Uh, because a lot of people think, oh, yeah, gosh, golly gee, they just, uh, you know, they beat the Soviet Union and then they uh, won the gold. No, that was only the semifinal match or semifinal game. They still had to play Sweden, I believe. And then they beat Sweden and then they were gold medalists. But Here's Al Michaels with the call from the night or from the 2004 movie Miracle, which is actually using the same call because you can't really replicate that type of excitement. So it's Al Michaels in 2004, but really it's from 1980. Here it is. Johnson over to Ramsey. Is there. The puck is still loose. 11 seconds. You got 10 seconds. The countdown going on right now. Tomorrow. Up to 12. Five seconds left in the game. Do you believe in miracles? Yes! 
So, Mike, I'll ask you again. Do you believe in miracles? Yeah, yeah, I guess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, I'll, I'll tell you not, also, Greg, I've also never seen miracles or miracle or whatever it's called. Miracle. Um, miracle. You know, the, the legs feed the wolf, Mike. The legs feed the wolf. And they yeah, absolutely. That's a saying that everyone says, and it definitely makes sense to me. Um, I not say, but I think I would watch it. I, it's something I could probably catch. I'm going to have to see if it's on a streaming service that I have uh, because I like, I do like sports movies, but if you're going to go hockey movie, sports movie, and you don't go Mighty Ducks. Yeah. but you oh, see, wait, Sorry. Sorry. Is that your number one? My bad. My bad. <laughs> my, your number one. Sorry. You can edit that part out. Okay. Uh, I'll edit it. Spoil it. How about <laughs> some honorable mentions then, Mike? Cause I know you have, oh, okay. Honor- you have yes. four honorable mentions. I have three. Okay. I have one. Okay. Anyway, see, these are because I didn't know if a lot of these are really necessarily cheer moments, but they're really good moments. Um, so Guardians of the Galaxy uh, Volume 2, the I'm Mary Poppins line. <laughs> right? I think that's amazing. Um, in, in the tw- 2022 uh, Spider-Man No Way Home, when um, the Andrew Garfield Spider-Man saves MJ. Yeah, and then in Avengers Endgame, and this, by the way, I this one, I like I said, I don't know if this is necessarily a cheer moment. It's one of the best scenes. I don't know if we've ever talked about before. Maybe we have. Um, the scene is um, uh, Scar- Scarlet Witch is fighting Thanos, and before she really or she's fighting him, before she really starts going, she says, "You took everything from me," and he starts, you know, he's fighting back, and he says, "I don't even know who you are." And she says, don't worry, you will. And the way she says it is so calm. Like she's going against this Titan, essentially, mm-hmm. this God. And just she just does not care. And it's just you can just tell like all the stress, all the heart, but everything that was her just goes into that line. Just like, like, yeah, you don't know who I am right now, but you you will. Trust me, I, you're going to know who I am. It was that line, that delivery was chock full of confidence. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, oh, you don't know, but you about to find out, daddy. (laughs) That, by the way, I wish you would have said that. That would have been much better. Uh, But yeah, you know, you said it right. It's it's confidence, not cockiness. Because cockiness would have been different. It was absolute confidence. So those are those are my three honorable mentions. Like my honorable mention uh, is from. 1992 93 something like that uh and it's actually we're going to get a little bit of a mini reunion uh for that later this year but it is when uh they first arrived dr grant and dr sadler ellie sadler they first arrived to uh the island and they all think this is a bunch of hooey you know we don't we don't know who this this you know this rich guy is you know we don't anything and then they turn around and they see a real life brachiosaurus and it's it's that that first revealed with the john williams score bubbling Mm -hmm. up underneath and crescendoing at that time uh it's a real powerful moment i agree who would have thought that they could have brought dinosaurs back to life for that and get him so well trained yeah and, and you know bring him back to life several times and they'd be like, look, we're going to keep trying to open this park. It'll work eventually. That's right. 
Uh, all right, Mike. So I know you're number one. I bet you do. So I think our number ones are going to be similar because we've talked about it. Okay. I bet, I bet I know your number one then. So I'm going to let you go. And, and the only reason, look, this is for fun. Right. And we enjoy what we do here. Um, but for, for the benefit of prolonging the show, mm-hmm. I, I made sure that my number one was different from your number one, Mike. Okay. Okay. So I'm going to let you take it from there, boss man. All right. 2019 end game. We talked about it before. Number one cheer moment for me is when Thor is down on the ground. He doesn't have Mjolnir anymore. Doesn't have Stormbreaker with him, or Stormbreaker is actually being used against him by Thanos. And all of a sudden, you see Mjolnir getting lift up, lifted up, and it starts flying over towards him, but hits hits Thanos and then flies away, not to Thor, flies lands in Captain America's hands. Captain America is worthy. Captain America can use Mjolnir. I've I knew seen, it. I've watched this so many times on YouTube, I'll be honest with you. Yes. Um, and here's that clip. And we had a discussion about this when we kicked off uh, the idea for the show. Yes. And that was how much time, because I thought there was like that moment and then my moment. Right, right. But, but you set me straight. Like, there's like two minutes in between there. Right. They're not yeah. the same scene. You can't pick. Yeah. But mine is. Cat. Cat. I'm not, I'm not doing a good. Anthony Mackie voice, but on your left and the portals opening up. And again, we get that, uh, uh, that score uh, coming through and it's uh, it it ends with Dr. Strange adding Wong or asking Wong, is this everybody? Right. And and Wong's response is like, isn't it enough? Or you you wanted more? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So um, no, great. A, a great uh, scene. And, and again, we're going to go right back to 2019's uh, Avengers Endgame for my scene as well.
think you know Mike. What? Oh, go ahead. Oh no, it's good. You know what makes that scene uh, even better just with the context of it because you had right before the the portal, so you had Cap against an entire army, an entire battalion of of, and he has a broken shield. Cap's not going to give up. He he's going to go until or is. I think it's broken shield, or he's like I don't broken, know. He, the shield's broken because yeah. uh, uh, Thanos had had cut him. But I also think he had a broken arm because when yeah. he when he you know straps the shield in, he's yep. like a very painful wince. He's like yeah, Avengers. But, you know he's not going to he's not going to give up. He's not going to retreat. He doesn't know how to do those things. Do you know why? Because he's Captain America. Do you know why? Because it's Chris Evans. Because he could do it all day. Uh, absolutely. As yes, very good, very good. Um, and you know, in the scene, and we kind of know it's near the end of the movie because it's already been like two plus hours, I think, at this time. And part of it, like if you watched Infinity War, you realize, hey, they could end this with you know the bad guys winning again. And so you have kept down on his luck, but he's not going to give up. He's not, he's going to keep going. How long can he last? Probably not that long. And then relief when, when, you know, you, like you said, you hear on your left, that's relief. Like finally people are coming to help. And then you, and it's not just, okay. Oh, it's, uh, you know, actually, I think, um, Black Panther comes in first. The first portal portal has, has, uh, Black Panther, Shuri, and I'm going to get her name, Okoye. Okoye. Yes. Yeah. But you and have Sam flying in, flying in from yes. that portal as well. Yes. And, and, then, all, and then all of his, all of his, the teammates, the friends, everybody who's there to help him, you know, now that now the, it's finally turned on our side now. So, right. And, and uh, you know, of course, you have all of Wakanda, you have some yeah. shield, uh, and yeah. then up from the, you have, Every wizard and sorcerer that was on Earth, really, with the exception of maybe uh, uh, Baron uh, Mordo. Uh, yeah. And then rising up from the rubble, you had Giant Man, yep. Hulk, Holding Hulk War yep. Machine. And I believe Rocket, too. Maybe. Rocket. Rocket? Maybe. Did he not come no, in maybe with not. the. Maybe he came in with the, yeah. Groot? Yeah. The, I mean, really, all the guardians, all the guardians, every single one of uh, them. Valkyrie, we're all there. Uh, rescue, yeah. You had everybody, and I think maybe that's why I, because I, I like, the, I appreciate the scope of it. You know what I mean? Oh, absolutely. It's yeah. it's, it's everybody. You know, they've been absolutely. building up to this. Let's get everybody on screen. So, all right. In the little Spider Man. Good, good list. Good list. Lots of fun, Mike. Lots of fun, and uh, not terribly long for a two-hour recording. <laughs> With with a break, which we, we, we don't need to get into the technical difficulties in between, but uh, yeah, we took a time out. We took a not quite a half time, but more of a almost a sudden death over time. Yes. Oh, by the way, Miracle is on Disney Plus. So if I wanted to watch it, I can't. I mean, yeah. Uh, and if I mean, you should, you should watch I'll, it. I'll, yeah, I'll check it out. You should. It's a lot of fun. And I think that's our show, Mike. I agree. It's, it's a late night. Let's go. Yeah. You got to get to bed before the Easter Bunny comes. In. <laughs> yes. All right. Well, my friend, enjoy. Have, have the best of times tomorrow with family. Same. And uh, till next time, friends, we'll see you. We uh, just remind, you know, ask you as always, tell somebody new about the podcast and 
see if they like it. Maybe they'll think you're crazy and then you can blame it on us. Uh, but uh, for the co-host of the year, Mike Luther, I'm Greg Mahochko. This is Nerd United, and we remind you each and every week to be kind and rewind. This is a production of the Jittery Monkey Podcast Network. For more jittery shenanigans, go to jitterymonkey.com. Jittery Monkey.